Oh, yeah, man. The bully stopped by last week. I don't know where that came from, just out of the blue. You know, I told him, hey, hit me up if you want to be on again. You know, just let me know. But they're usually busy. You know, hey, everybody, it's yeah. the pre-show where we talk about what we're going to do on the show. Uh, man, I had a great long weekend. I took Thursday and Friday off just because July was just so terrible. And I was like, oh, great, getting into August, finally. July's done. And then it hits us with fucking Nichelle Nichols. Oh yeah. Today we'll learn about that. Man, that's horrible that is, news, dude. That is that's, some bad news. I mean, she was old, you know. I mean, it's hard because it happens, you know, old people pass away. It really sucks. Well, uh, yeah, definitely. Andy chimed in the chat. Thanks for stopping by recipe. Well, all of but all the still, originals, it was a shocker. It was a shock. All the originals cast, I figured she and George Takei would be the last two standing. Yeah. Well, isn't What's his name still around? The Is Chekhov's Walter Cohen? Name? Yeah, Walter Cohen. Man, maybe he he's still there. around. No, he's still around. Uh, that's, Sha- that's good. I, I, in all Don't honesty, I figured, I figured, I, I would have thought that Shatner would go before she went. Why? I just women tend to live longer than there men. There you go. There you go. I guess that counts or something. I don't know. I figured. I honest, <laughs> honest to God, I figured that. I figured that she and. George Decay would be the last two standing. Yeah. So <laughs> well, that was, it was just a big shock. It's terrible. You know, today. Yeah. It sucks. Hopefully the month will be done. But yeah, we got some stuff for segment one. I didn't do shit this week, but I got a fun one. Uh, Death of Superman. <laughs> Coming back. Lame. Uh, a little Which change. Superman? On, yeah, right. Uh, a little change on the uh, Spider-Man comics. Little change over at Substack. Jeff Lemire has a new book coming out next year. Mm. And that's it. Food news and reviews. It's light, Ooh. y'all. Yeah, definitely, Keith. Thanks for stopping by. It is really a sad day, Michelle Nichols. Uh, here's Taylor. Hey, Tay. Taylor. Hey, T. We're live. Do I have the pictures in the right spot? No. I don't know. It usually goes like this, right? Something like that. Yeah, we were talking about the news today. I was, I was talking about how terrible my month of July was, and then it's like, okay, I'm into August now. I finally made it, and then we get this shit news today. About yeah, one last day for July, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I yeah, mean, I mean she's awesome, dude. Just an amazing person. Yeah, I mean, Star, one of Star Trek's biggest contributions to sort of pop culture was it was one of the first opportunities a lot of people got to have to see themselves on TV, you know? Mm-hmm. And Michelle Nichols probably did that more so than anyone else in the cast, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, granted, it was the Cold War, and they had a Russian on the on the bridge. That that kind of escapes a lot of people. Not at first. They had to wait a few seasons for that one. No, True, yeah, but, I mean, yeah. it's still, still. You're coming a little Chekhov hot, was, too, Chekhov was Step not, uh, so what? not an immediate cast member. coming a little hot. Oh. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's it really sad, but... Uh, it's just a basic sort of news show this week, man. Uh, San Diego Comic-Con, really, for lack of a better term, busted a nut, and now we got nothing. Now it's just a dry season. Well, I mean, everything's going to seem underwhelming at the week after Comic-Con. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, first woman in the captain chair, oh, for sure, dude. For sure. I mean, she ranks up there in, in sci-fi we're also, you know, actors of all time. We're also... Know? We're also overlooking the first interracial kiss on TV. Yeah, right? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, she will be missed. Very sad day. And, yeah. 
I don't know. I was having such a great day and that happened. Yeah, Keith, Nichelle Nichols is a great performer, actress, spokesperson, icon. Yeah, all those things. Just just a legend, yeah. But, yeah, I think we've only got uh, William Shatner and George Takei left at this point. Well, well uh, Walter, Walter Koning. Yeah. Walter oh, Koenig, okay, okay. I think, yeah. But, yeah, dude. So, oh, well, let's not talk about Shatner. Let's get into the show. <laughs> Mm-hmm. We don't talk about Shatner. No, no, no. And advice in general. Fucking hubris. It's true. Talk about you, Billy. Talk about you, Billy. Nothing but love for George Duqueta. Oh, dude, nothing but love. I mean, I got love for Shatner, too. It's just I wish he wouldn't run his mouth. Just shut up. You directed the worst fucking Star Trek movie, period. Okay. He's gonna be in that uh, Z-Man and Masters of the Universe Re- Revolution. I heard series. that. He's got a voice part in that. Uh, greetings, geeks. Welcome back. It's another episode of this Geek and Comics Outright Geekery's Comic Book Shit Talk Show. Shit Talk Show. Bomber Taylor, aka David, hanging out. How is it going, gentlemen? Did you have a good week? Pretty good week. Yeah, pretty solid. I'm having a good week. Uh, I'm kind of enjoying like a little time off from work. A little oh, extended time off of, from work for vacation and stuff. Yeah. Nice. You'll be here tomorrow night. Yeah, I will. Nice. I nice. Yo, it, yeah, you're definitely invited. Well, that's the first time in a very long time, I think. Yeah, we'll we get, get our double for... dose of David in a week. Oh, nice. Two times, two times. Uh, I did so what have you been s- catching up on? TV I, and stuff? Well, I did go see Nope uh, oh, Tuesday. Cool. Uh, I heard it was kind of deep. It is. Um, I would probably think of it more along the lines of a of like Jaws more oh, than weird. an alien movie. Oh, weird. I think think of it more like Jaws instead of Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Okay, okay. So. Time for the shit talk show. Thanks, Andy. Man, we got a fan. I love Andy. Yay! He's great. He's also modding over there at the Outright Geekery group, which is fucking phenomenal. But uh, I, I took Thursday and Friday off. But I didn't do shit. I just watched the old movies and just, like, chilled, vegged out. Uh, Keith, happy 40th anniversary of the Rocketeers debut in comics. Nice. Nice. Uh, but, I mean, we're going to talk about it. George Jetson's birthday? Yeah. Now, today is definitely Harry Potter's birthday. So, I saw a headline for this where it was, like, fans claim George Jetson was born on um july 31st 2022 is there like an official sourcing for george jetson's birthday did they get it from the wikipedia no and as a matter of fact wikipedia has actually had to shut off editing of the jetson's page because people keep going over there and fucking with shit uh but it all comes like the show takes place in 2062 because it's 100 years after the events of 1962 and it is shown that in the first episode of the original series, he does say that he is 40 years old, which puts his birth year in 2022. So I guess the July 1st, they're just pulling that out of their ass. I'm sure there are people. I'm glad we, uh, we dug deep on the Jetsons lore here. To yeah, make sure that we got it. But one thing I think is interesting, though, is like the visions of the future that people in the past had. Where's like, my you know, like, fucking flying car, Bruce? Oh, yeah, like, Back to the Future, like, said we'd have flying cars, like, seven years ago. This and like self-lacing shoes, man. Like, all things like Quantum Leap and, like, all, like, the Lego computer things that they have. Right. And, but honestly, 
a lot. It's interesting the things that they that I think are actually more impactful than flying cars. They didn't get right, like the internet. Like in fucking Back to the Future, they're still using a goddamn fax machine. You know. Well, yeah. That's... <laughs> I mean, and the it's bad true. part is, and the bad part is when when Back to the Future Two was around, the internet was in its infancy. Yeah, it was kind of a thing already. You know, basic sort of interneting, but it wasn't mainstream at all. But yeah, it was still probably like definitely was all that. <laughs> yeah, but I first seen like people like speculate about the Jetsons, and now it's like Earth is this like uninhabitable hellscape, and so people have to live in these like cloud cities because the surface is just completely a wasteland at that point. Right. I always subscribe to the theory that the earth, that the surface of the Earth had devolved like into the Flintstones, and so the Jetsons and the Flintstones existed at the same time. Y'all both got it wrong. Okay, the Flintstones is a post-apocalyptic version of Earth. Have you guys ever Not seen the theory that... The future as the Jetsons, or they'd have flying cars that were powered by, you know, George the Feet. Have you guys ever seen the theory that, like, the Fallout games are actually a prequel to the Elder Scrolls games? Yes. I, yes. I have heard that I have, I, have seen, I have seen those videos and read that theory. That's rad. And even if it's not true, it doesn't matter. It's, it's head Well, cannon. when they get, when they, what they're saying is Elder Scrolls, Fallout, and this, uh, this uh, Starfield or whatever it's coming yeah. are all, all exist in the same universe. But Starfield happens first. No, Starfield happens last. Oh. Okay. And but it's real the real world as well. Let's get into the news. Oh man, this, the post San Diego Comic Con show is always the worst. Because I've got nothing. Uh DC is celebrating the thirtieth anniversary of the death of Superman with the death of Superman somehow. Uh, all new stories by the original creative teams. They're introducing a new villain called Doom Breaker. Mm. Uh, the creative team behind the death of Superman reunited for four all new stories in the, wait for it, 80 page, the death of Superman 30th anniversary special number one available November 8th. Probably Is this $10. supposed to be happening in modern continuity or? No. Okay. Maybe. Maybe some of it, but definitely not all of it. Is there going to be time travel shenanigans? Oh my gosh, you guys are asking just totally the wrong questions. The only question is, why? Why? Because this is an event that people have heard of, and so they're going to try to milk it for all it's worth. Yeah. yeah. It's I mean, the actual story, it's, I do have, and it's not, it's not terrible, but it's not a particularly good story either. Yeah, it was definitely that cover and the, the promotion that pushed this to be a thing that was... It was a big event, and you know... It, it, it brought a lot of, of people on... who didn't get comic books to buy comic books. Well, everybody really knew who like Superman rack was. Up the price of well, it. sure. Like, everyone on Earth knows who Superman is. He's probably the most prominent superhero, even today. Maybe. And so, yeah, if you get... It, and back then, you know, they weren't killing characters, you know, at least quite as frequently as they are now. So it That's was a big true. deal when it happened. And That's they did true. actually, like, play it out for a pretty long time afterwards. So Yeah. You know. and, and I don't think it's anything like that, Andy. Andy's in chat. Oh, boy, a quote-unquote death of Superman. I think this is more of just like an homage to that original story. Well, why would they need that to just introduce feel a necessary. new one? Say again? Why would they yeah. have to introduce a new character? If yeah, a new guy. Homage? That's a good question. Named Doombreaker. 
Yeah, so that makes it sound like it's some brand new incontinuity thing if they're introducing yeah. a new character. I don't know. I got, I got to like, run down. There's four. <laughs> it's stories. Doc Brown trying to save Superman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Come on, four, we gotta save Superman. There's four stories making this up: the life of Superman by Jurgens, Breeding, Anderson, and Workman. A young John Kent finds out in school that his dad had died years earlier, as his parents never told him about that fateful day. In the midst of dealing with this emotional news, John and Clark need to team up to fight a new villain connected to Doomsday called Doombreaker. Now He's that Doomsday's one kid. sounds that one sounds like it's in continuity. Yeah, I mean, I guess this must take place after Dark Crisis. Then because isn't Superman isn't Clark supposed to be dead again thank right you, now? Thank you. Thanks. Uh, again, I have no idea. It makes no sense. Uh, then they're going to do Standing Guard by Stern, Juice, and Whitmore with Rob Lay doing letters. Uh, the epic battle between Superman and Doomsday from the Guardian's perspective. So that's kind of in continuity, but out because it's a different perspective. Who knows? Time is the name of a story by uh, Simonson, Bogdanove, Whitmore, and Rob Lay again. It looks like Whitmore and Rabelais are just the colorist and letterer on the whole book. The story of how the death of Superman looked from John Henry Irons' perspective. And then Above and Beyond by Jerry Ordway, Tom Grummet, uh, and Doug Hazelwood. A powerful story of Ma and Pa Kent watching their son fight Doomsday live on television and going through Clark's photo albums with the feeling that their son always prevails. That actually sounds like a kind of a sweet yeah, the first one with uh, John and Clark, and then that uh, last one with uh, Ma and Pa Kent, those actually sound like they could be good stories, I think. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, the other ones sound like they're, you know, all right ideas. So yeah. this sounds like it could be It's going to be worthwhile. Expensive. It's going to be a That's the thing, yeah. If this is a $10 book, I don't know that you got me for that, you know? Yeah. Uh, th- there's also likely to be a whole lot of covers for it, which is also kind of attractive, but we'll see. Like we'll see. We'll have more the original on that. death of Superman. <laughs> well, they are reprinting some of those too. Superman seventy five and the death of Superman received special uh, and collected editions that'll go on sale November first and December sixth. So I first heard about this by seeing them like putting out that uh bloody Superman crest image like yeah. they had for the original one, and everyone yeah, was like, "Oh, finally they're killing off John!" And I was like, "Finally! Well, he's been around for like six months. Shut up! He just got here. I like John." Yeah, John's like one of the best books they have going right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll have more on Superman later. Solomon Ahmed is leaving the Miles Morales book. This is a heartbreaker, too. This is a real heartbreaker. It's been a hell of a run. Uh, I like the story heading to Death of Superman, and then when it happened, the after story, no, it turned me off. Sure. Uh, yeah, the, the lead up to it was a lot better. I think it was over promoted almost. Like everybody I mean, made such a big deal out of it, it was never going to live up to that. As a story, as just like a like you know, here's like a narrative we're telling about Superman. It's yeah. pretty mediocre, like yeah. all told. It's more significant as like a milestone in comics history, in arguably the start of the event cycle. At least eventually, it's a forerunner for things like Civil War. I would say. It definitely is part that of yeah. the event, the event cycle in the terms of it doesn't matter what happens in the story. We'll break continuity if we have to. We'll repair continuity if we have to. It really started that sort of thing. You know what I mean? Where yeah, 
It didn't mean shit. It didn't mean anything. Well, I guess, yeah, you're probably right. It would be better to say that it started this trend where, like, something we see in event cycles, right? Where they almost yes. always end with, like, one of the major characters, quote-unquote, dying for a while. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, all right, back to the Spidey news. Uh, Miles Morales, Spider-Man, um, is going to end the run of Solid Ahmed. He's been on the book since it redid um, on issue one, but... Issue number 42 is like an anniversary sort of issue. It's an oversized special out in September. Um, just a whole bunch of cool artists on there. He was really gracious uh, in his comments. He actually put this out on his uh, Substack newsletter. And uh, yeah, honestly, this has been the best Spider-Man book. Well, ongoing, I guess. There was a Savage Spider-Man and All Out Spidey or whatever the hell it was. That was really good. I mean, that's almost damning it with faint praise because the Nick Spencer Spider-Man years were not great, but this was legitimately really, really good. Yeah. Uh, Brandon brings up the point about when Bane broke Batman's back. Yeah, perfect comparison there. Perfect comparison to the death of Superman, you know. Uh, but yeah, back to Miles Morales. It has been great. It has been really fucking good. Uh, underrated, really, you know. Uh, but man, he, I just love his attitude here. He's so gracious. He mentions Ben Dispicelli, um, his collaborators, Niccolo, Javier Garon, Carmen Carnera, uh, Alan Curiel, Pettit, Alfonso, O'Keefe, uh, Clark. And yeah, good on him. He really called out everybody, you know, the fans included. Uh, so that does lead us to what's next for Silent Ahmed. We know, and we're going to get into this. We have a story about this. Um, we know he's got a Substack deal. We know he's you yeah. know top ten in the comics uh, section or whatever. Um, he's doing well there. Will he even get another Marvel book? Is he redoing his contract? Well, I mean, especially with Hickman coming back, I guess you never really say never. But sure, sure. where he can, I feel like he's in a position right now where like the world is kind of his oyster because this wasn't even his first really good run with, you know, Marvel and on DC. He's had he's knocked out of the park quite a few times, like that Black Bolt run that he did from like five years back. That was yeah, that was really good. Yeah, he's really done a lot of good. Even though that book really wasn't about Black Bolt, it was still amazing. You know, it was about like, real or some shit. You, you could definitely make that strong argument, but yeah. Yeah, he's been not. He is a great writer. He's been knocking it out of the park for years now, and I definitely look forward to seeing where he lands after this. Yeah, me too. Um, so yeah, Salin Ahmed off off Miles Morales. Sad, but I'm definitely picking up that anniversary issue, that 42 uh, issue number 42. So we'll talk about it then. Uh, we mentioned Substack. Bleeding Cool uh, is reporting that Nick Spencer, the guy who brought you this amazing moment for Marvel Comics history. Uh, is no longer at Substack. So he's now just a freelance guy, you know, doing writing. Uh, and he is probably going to have his own Substack, Substack project, which is also kind of fucking weird. You know, that's, that's like... He's not there and he's having a project there? Well, he was like the guy in charge of bringing in all of these comic creators to the the one-year Comics Pro deal. Right. Those are actually coming to an end. You know, it's been a year, six figure advance payments, you know, and subscription royalties. Um, so, yeah. And we did have news a while back that Substack laid off a bunch of staff because they couldn't get any more virtual funding or venture funding. And uh, yeah, so this is how these deals were always promoted. And I didn't realize it never occurred to me that the guy in charge of that department, once those deals were over, his deals over, too. 
kind of weird. Kind of weird. A little bit, yeah. So Nick Spencer is a good writer. I mean, I have a very neg- I definitely have a negative association with his Captain America run and with his Spider Man run, but yeah. that's not fair to just like let that define his body of work. He's done good a lot of work too, so and he probably could end up working at one of the big two again. I honestly have no idea. But you are right that yeah. it is peculiar to see the guy who is sort of the poster child for this indie movement in a lot of ways. Yeah. Freelance movement. No longer in charge of anything. So, yeah. I mean, I guess this was, this was Substack's plan all along, but I mean, we'll see how that, and I just like it because it's a model that's been evolving and we've almost been able to watch it evolve in real time. You know, it's very interesting to watch. Yeah. I mean, this is something that was born from the internet and can only exist in the information age. So yeah, yeah. we do get to watch it as it forms here. Yeah. Uh, I like Nick Spencer's Captain America run. I, 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 well, I, I'll let me take that back. I liked what he was trying to do. He just didn't do it very well. It was maybe a little bit too heavy-handed. Good ideas uh, that were too heavy-handed and poorly implemented is kind of yeah definitive for his Spider-Man and Captain America yeah. runs. Uh, Keith in the chat uh, talking about uh, Ahmed. He'd like to see him go from Miles over to Miguel. I wouldn't have a problem with him picking up anything. I'd like him to move away from Spider-Man and the Spider-Man sort of brand, I think. I wouldn't want his next project to be Miguel because, like like you're saying, he should probably like you know try something that's more of a clean break from what he was doing. Yeah. But I get that Miguel's an entirely different character, but maybe get away from the Spider-Men for a minute here. Yeah. Give him uh, Fantastic Four. Uh, oh, that'd know, be cool. I, yeah, that I'd be good with that, but I really think David Pepos is getting fantastic for it. They still haven't announced that, as far as I know. The new no, he 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 keeps teasing some big thing, but he's not Pepos. Yeah. I mean, they're gonna have to announce it soon. I mean, the next issue that comes it's out is not last. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, final bit of news again. Substack. Uh, Jeff Lemire has announced that Royal City Volume 2 is coming back uh, in 2023. It's going to come out on uh, Image Comics in the fall. It's going to be Royal City Volume 2, The Last Days of Richie Pike. Uh, Royal City charts the lives, loves, and losses of a troubled family and a vanishing town across three decades. Patrick Pike, a fading literary star who reluctantly returns to the once-thriving factory town where he grew up, is quickly drawn back into the dramas of his two adult siblings, his overbearing mother and his browbeaten father, all of whom are still haunted by different versions of his youngest brother, Tommy, who drowned decades ago. And I'm sorry, if that doesn't sound like an amazing drama-filled soap opera, you're wrong. It is. That's exactly what it is. It's Jeff Lemire doing what Jeff Lemire does best. That sounds like a very Jeff Lemire story. Yeah, it does have some element of Jeff Lemire. Yeah, Andy, I would love to see Ahmed go over to Avengers. That is a really good call. Andy in the chat suggesting of Fantastic Four, like we said, or the Avengers. And with Jason Aaron leaving, dude, that does open the door for Ahmed. I would like to see that. Yeah, I yeah, I would really like to see him get. He did Champions, I think, for a while, and it was really good. I mean, maybe not. Uh, but anyway, I'm Jeff Lemire. I'm the biggest Jeff Lemire fan I know, and yeah. I didn't realize he was drawing this as well. I don't think I ever picked up Royal City, but honestly, you know, you got me at Jeff Lemire. That at least piques yeah. my interest, you know, no matter what else you say after that. It's so just depressing. That's my favorite Jeff Lemire is when it's just... He just knows how to, like get like a precision uh, strike on your fields you know it's, yeah it's like music in a way you know how you can listen to a song and it automatically does something 
his work is always like that. It's always this melancholy, <laughs> depressed awesomeness. I just yeah, like so even going back to like Essex County, some of his early yeah. stuff, and like May's book was probably the most recent example of it. Oh he really knows how to write those stories well. Did you ever read that May's book? Yes. I I haven't gotten around to it yet. I'm looking to pick up the volume of it sometime. Yeah, it's I did thumb. Fantastic. You got me. Yeah. You had me thumbing through the issues as they were coming out in the shop, and like, yeah, I could tell. Yeah, this is good. I need to read yeah. this in its entirety. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Jeff Lemire really working hard. He is uh, exclusive with Image Comics now, which is a weird thing, except for his Substack stuff, which um, I think it's only two books now. He's is he still going to finish that uh, that Green Hell book for uh, Black uh, Label? I have no word on that. It's been a minute since issue one it's been came out. Wild, yeah. dude. I don't know what the hell happened to that book, but no, I don't. It know. was a hell of a start. Yeah, that was a really good book. Talk about depressing. That was a great book. Mm. Uh, all right, let's do the. Mmm, yummy. Two terrible ones, but you got to tell me which one is more terrible. Uh, the first one, Cinefuego Cinnamon Toast Crunch. General Mills combines. See, sweet cinnamon with fiery spice for the debut of new Cinefuego Toast Crunch. I don't think those go together terribly well. Uh, if it feels like you would mix like cinnamon toast crunch and flaming hot Cheetos and put them in a bowl of cereal. Yeah, I don't. Right. I don't want spicy cinnamon. <laughs> I don't want that. Cinnamon's kind of already spicy enough. Well, it's not in cinnamon toast crunch though. No. Uh, so I'm assuming this is going to kind of taste like Red Hots. I mean, wouldn't that be the? Isn't that the potentially kind of pushing here? Potentially, yes, but yeah, sweet cinnamon flavor is combined with the added hot sensation of spicy pepper to deliver a quote unquote absolutely absurd experience. I agree one hundred percent. This is absolutely absurd. Well, I mean, there's nowhere for us to go when they call it absurd in their own advertising. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're setting us up. I agree. Yeah, that's... yeah. Who wants spicy cereal? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was uh, like when Mountain Dew put that uh, lemon oh, lime chili. Are these yeah. coming in like uh, like they're coming in baggy things? It looks like not boxes. Yeah, it comes in a new five point nine ounce resealable pouch, uh, August twelfth, uh, twenty twenty two, exclusively at Walmart.com for a limited time, of course, while supplies last. And your other option for food news this week. Oh God. Applebee's has released a new wing sauce inspired lip gloss. I think this collection. is the worst of the two. <laughs> this is by far the worst. Of I the didn't two. think you were going to top the spicy cinnamon, cinnamon toast yeah. crust, but no, this is worse for sure. Yeah, this is terrible. Uh, Applebee's has partnered with a makeup and skincare brand, Winky Lux, for the creation of a new saucy gloss. Winky Lux? Yeah, Winky Lux. Sorry, I'm stuck on that name. They call themselves Winky Lux. Lux. I know. Uh, so we got got me at got. Oh no! All right, let me rephrase because I want to make sure I get the titles of these different flavors, colors. I don't know. Correct. Get me hot buffalo, creamy coral that packs the hot buffalo spice your ex could never have handled. Yeah, that right there. I don't even want to continue. That's a rather spiteful way to advertise something. It really something. is. It really is. Fuck that man. I'm getting. Hey, are uh, you a sadomasochist wings. who likes to kiss? Yeah. It also hates your ex. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sweet chili kiss, deep, rich red kiss with a hint of fine golden chili specks that put the mmm in make out. 
Be my honey pepper, a gorgeous golden honey spiced gloss with shimmering flecks that'll make you the queen bee of date night. And finally, honey barbecue tea. Get it? Barbecue tea. A shiny oh, smoky God. barbecue hue with a side of honey sweetness to make your kisses downright craveable. Sweetie, did the you go to part- Buffalo Wild Wings? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my oh Dan. Yeah, did you eat at Buffalo Wild Wings? You taste like chicken. <laughs> <laughs> uh it is at winkylux.com slash saucy gloss. Uh, this was a terrible idea made worse by those terrible descriptions yeah i mean it just kept getting worse and worse as i read it and i'm like nah this one's up to and me. it started bad like it started yeah. really bad and it just kept going down from there yeah there's the headline and you're like oh my gosh and then applebee's releases wing sauce inspired lip gloss collection i mean every word in that is just worse and then yeah i mean when you think you hit rock bottom you know it's <laughs> yes. with- when the height of your advertising is fat bastard singing baby back ribs, you I want my baby back. Dude, that would be an awesome commercial. <laughs> oh girl, you smell like chicken. Get in my belly. <laughs> so dumb. All right, let's do top three. Man, these are some terrible food news that we've had the past few weeks. I want to challenge you to do a good one, at least one good one next it's week. It's hard to find a good one. Yeah, there is no rock bottom. It's hard to find a, a good, good one. You know what I mean? Because, oh, great. There's a cool sandwich, you know, awesome. But I don't know. Anyway, I'll go first this week. I will save my honorable mentions uh, until I do my number two. Cause number so two, I only got three bad. books this week. So, um, <laughs> Dude, it was a terrible, terrible week. It was now. slim pickings at the show. I actually Very didn't get a copy of one book that I was hoping to get. That Superman know. Space Age book was sold out when I got there. Oh, dude. We'll talk about it. In a okay. Variance number one is my number three book this week. Gail Simone and Phil Noto. It's hard to beat this creative team. A really fun book. Well written and beautifully drawn. There's really nothing else to say about it. Uh, it's just fun. you know. And on a light, light week like this week, uh, yeah. Yeah, honorable mentions this week from Andy to the $10 Superman issue and TMNT. Uh, I did not get to TMNT, damn it. I didn't get the patch either, but I will probably end up mentioning that. But, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about that $10 Superman book, at least, you know, a little bit. Uh, my number three is Hollows. You know, that actually is not a new book. Um, I did some research in that. That actually came out on IDW a while back, and now that Kyle oh, – no, what the hell is his name, the, the writer on that book? Ryal, Chris Ryal moved away from IDW. He's also taken everything he owns and, and putting it over an image for reprints. So uh, good for him. But yes, that Sam Keith art in hollows is hard to beat. So again, my number three, variance number two, Taylor. Um, no honorable mention since I did not have enough for honorable mentions. Sure. Yeah, some that probably, week. yeah, some that probably would have been an honorable mention most week um, is my number three, uh, Wolverine patch number four. Um, I do genuinely think this is fun. I mean, it's a Larry Hama book. That's really about all I can say about it, and all you probably need to know. It's very corny. It's very goofy, but you know, in an endearing way. Yeah. You know, yeah. so yeah, it's Wolverine going around stabbing motherfuckers in the jungle. It kind of sucks that there weren't more any X Men books this week. That's it. That was the only this peculiar. Oh, Ambit, Ambit came out. I didn't pick that I didn't, up. I didn't read it either. But, it yeah, I mean, with so many X titles out there, it is kind of weird to have, like, an otherwise empty X week there. Dude, for sure. Uh, D! Honorable uh, mentions. 
All right. Well, Andy's already gotten knocked out two of my honorable mentions. Oh, this one? Oh, Andy did. Hollow and the Superman book. No, the Superman book and TMNT. Well, we're going to talk about the Superman book in a little bit. But the... I like Mark Russell. I like Mike Allred. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just this kind of uh, this book didn't click. the 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 ten dollars Superman book just didn't click with me. I mean, there was no, a lot of fun cool. stuff good going on in it, but yeah. it wasn't worth making my top ten. Uh, the Ninja it. Turtles, uh, one thirty one. We have yeah. the Shredder teaming up with the Turtles to teach them how they're going to be able to fight in the Armageddon game. Nice, nice. We're still building up. It feels like such a slow burn to build well, up the, to that thing. The Turtles, the Turtles are, um, the, well, Leonardo definitely has issues, and some other allies of the mutant of the Turtles have issues with Shredder, uh, coming in to basically. Fulfill a promise over. to Hamato Yoshi. Oh, okay. He and the Armageddon game. I guess he he knows the secret arts, the secret dark arts of the ninja, and he is teaching the turtles. Oh, because, evil turtles! Well, they're not evil turtles. It's just that they're the, doing evil shit. They're not doing evil shit. It's just he, as he explained it, uh, the Armageddon game is unlike anything you will ever face, and you are not prepared for this challenge. And oh, that's cool. why I am here to fulfill my promise to Hamato Yoshi. Nice. And then my cool. my uh, last honorable mention this week is going to be the Ant Man number one. Uh, I like it. A uh, lot going on right. in there. You got a lot of time jumping and stuff. But I, I did like the I did like the the whole putting the ants in the popcorn and pranking yeah, the popcorn. I like and all the presentation that. of it. I like well. it. It's it just cool. this was actually my number one, so I'll talk more about it later. Just you know, oh, cool. let's move on to something you actually like, David. Yeah, all righty. Uh my number my number three pick is a righteous thirst for vengeance number that ten. Is my number two, brother. Holy oh my shit. God. Holy shit. This guy I'm gonna have to retire this book. It could be my number or on my top three every damn this time thing, it comes out. He he just basically is like Putting these motherfuckers down left and right. It's like an action movie, dude. It is. Awesome. He is just laying waste to these motherfuckers. And it's all there's like like I've said before, this is this is art that's telling the story. Yeah. These these guys are here to assassinate him, and he is just cleaning their clocks. Yeah, it is it's crazy. Awesome, dude. It's awesome. Uh I love let it. me just go ahead and spit this too, because this was my number two this week. This is your number three. Uh, man, you'll probably talk about some of these books, but my honorable mentions were all Image. Public Domain 2, uh, Sins of the Black Flamingo 2. Uh, fuck I did not get a copy three. of Sins of the Black Flamingo Oh, it was two. cool, dude. It was cool. Uh, Beware the Eye of Odin, number two. I mean, Image Comics is just fucking killing it lately. They had so oh, yeah. many damn good books out this week. Image Image um, has been on a real good tear yeah. here lately. Yeah, Andy bringing up Public Domain. Definitely on my mentions, dude. So good. Just fantastic. But, yeah, I got to give it up to you, Dave. This was a great book. Remender Arojo and Crystal Halloran. Just, man, every I'm going to have to retire this book. It is that good. It, I, it, may, it have to, I may have to really start considering time. retiring this book. It's a tent pole. It's, this is it's an evergreen awesome. title for me. Yeah, it's very, very good. So, yeah, great, excellent choice, Dave. That was uh, his number three. My number two, Righteous Thirst for Vengeance, uh, number 10. Pick that up. If you can find the trades. Uh, well, you can find the trades, but if you can find it in issues, this thing's going somewhere. 
All right. I think this would make a perfect adaptation, just a straightforward, you know, just hard boiled sort of action. You yeah, know, this this is definitely got good, this dude. is definitely got Amazon Prime TV yeah. on it, Netflix for sure, for HBO. Sure. Somebody yeah. should pick this property up. Yeah, uh, excellent choice, Taylor. Up to you for number two. Uh, again, kind of a slow week for me, but my number yeah. two was uh, Captain America: Symbol of Truth. Number three, um, I will say the whole inclusion of Doctor Doom seems like a pretty shameless way just to have a popular character on the cover. He just, like, has, like, one conversation with Sam at the beginning, and then he just leaves. You know? Doom really had nothing to contribute by being in this book. Um, That being said, though... um, The art is amazing. The art is amazing. That is is the main reason why this made the number two this week. Uh, Silva's art from beginning to end, even in scenes where it's just, you know... People having conversations like that, he is doing killer stuff with it. Yeah, um, everybody looks great, man. It's yeah. Yeah, the action scenes look good, and even to yeah. just you know standing around chewing the fat scenes look pretty good. But yeah, I agree with you. Deadpool's in it, and I'm like, why? Doctor Deadpool Doom? and Doctor Doom both why? did not need to be here. Yeah, and it's like they why? really did not contribute anything to the story. Yeah, still, I like the fact that there's two Captain America books. I really think. Uh, things are going in good directions for both of them. I just would rather them get there faster. Yeah. Than how they are. So yeah, good. No, I mean it's only issue three, but yeah, good choice, good choice. Dave, that's come to you for number two. My number two is public domain number two. Nice choice. Just oh gosh, we have there. Not a lot happens. It not just it's a slow burn. In story this, it's a slow burn for this, yeah. but it is pushing the story forward. Uh, the family is deciding whether or not to go forward with a lawsuit to reclaim the copyright of the character. Yeah. And I that, think that's the, it. That's it. Yeah. Uh, the There's mother, a lot of family drama that's really intimate and fun here. Really the mother in here Zinarski's probably makes shot. the most the most uh, poignant uh, points of the book. She's basically yeah. telling she's basically telling the husband that, you know, it's maybe it's time that you need to take a little bit better care of your creations, both your fictional and real ones. Yeah. And that, that like just like pulled at the heartstrings that she's been there through everything. And now there's a chance that there's a big payoff for it and he could get the recognition he deserves. And I think that's more about it. You know, Yeah. she, she doesn't understand. Look, you've been doing this shit your whole life. You, you've created all of these wonderful things, but you, it's like, you don't give a fuck about anything you've created. And, and she's using that to talk about, yes, his work in comics, but also his own family. And it's yeah. like, Oh my God. I mean, it's really like intimate, dude. It's yeah, really it's, like Chip Zdarsky speaking from somewhere that he understands, you know, that yeah. he's been through. Yeah, it's, it's there's there's it's there's a well lot of layers in this onion. Yeah, I'll just put it that way. But this was a great book. I I was kind of a little bit put off by the confrontation between the the son and the CEO. I well, they're that, both in bad places. The CEO is an asshole by default, and the son yeah. is you know trying I, to do I, anything I kind to make of his felt, life better. I, I kind of felt that was tipping like tipping your hand just a little too early. Maybe. Yeah, you're not so, wrong. But other ultimately pretty good this week this that yeah, one's pretty, pretty good. good yeah great book uh zadarsky's writing the most popular book on the planet so he's by default the most popular writer on the planet of comic books so yep good for him 
Uh, all right, that gets us to number one. I've been teasing it. I did. I picked it up. It was a shitty week for comics, so it was on. You know, I had space, and it it worked for me, dude. Uh, Russell Allred, in the solicits for this, it teases the the series promises fans an unforgettable journey through U.S. history and culture, and it delivers. Our, it delivers on exactly that. Uh, this kind of felt like final or final Fantastic Four life story. If anyone remembers that book, it was a long read, but it was full of Russell's typical style of comparing and contrasting like history and culture uh, from now and then Uh, here. I'll show you just a little bit of of what he's got in here. You know, Confederate flags. Oh, uh, yeah. Bus, you know, Wallace, you know, looking at segregation, segregation. the the lot of that going on. in there. Yeah. The bent, the uh, line setters and all that. Yeah. All that civil rights movement. That we have the, the assassination of Kennedy. Yeah. Just a it bunch moves of through stuff. all of history, you know. Oh, yeah. It was moving and, through the sixties right now. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what I mean. All well, yeah, all of the sixties and then well, a lot of history happened in the sixties. Well, exactly. It's also got these great flashbacks with Pa Kent talking about how, you know, when he was in World War Two, sort of building up the greatest generation and comparing them to the boomers. And it's subtle as fuck, but it's in pure Russell fashion. He's really killing it. Uh, and then we get Allred, you know, doing what Allred does. Look at that. Just genius comic is booking there. Just genius comic booking there. Uh, Andy's number one was The Sins of the Black Flamingo. Fantastic book this week, dude. Fantastic book. But, uh, yeah, this might be a little bit better once it's all collected. Because yeah, it's going to be just, three giant issues. You know it what just, I mean? It just this, – this didn't click with me when I read – after reading other books, this just didn't click. Yeah. Well, well whatever. I was looking forward to – I would yeah. have liked to have picked this up if I had gotten the chance. I definitely love that creative team. And at this point, I'll probably look for the volume to come out. But um, yeah. Yeah, it looks yeah. pretty rad. It is really rad. I had a, I was surprised, you know, that that I enjoyed it so much. And then with such a, a light week by the end of the week, you know, that was the first book I read like early, early in the week. And by the time I got to, you know, that bottom of my stack, I was like, well, shit, that was the best book I read this week. Fucking Mark Russell doing what Mark Russell does best, you know. I try to organize things that I save like the best for last if yeah, I can. I yeah. I yeah. I can't wait. I'm a dessert first person. Uh, well, my top well, three and all the mentions all interchangeable. Yeah, for sure, Andy. And that's how basically we are here. You know, yeah. basically interchangeable. But an image just killed it this week. But oh, yeah. uh, we still got Taylor and David number one. Uh, my number one is Ant-Man number one. Yeah. Um, I am a sucker for these stories that like homage previous eras of comics. And that they did an excellent job with that one here. Ant-Man's rogues gallery has not stood the test of time, so I had no idea who these fuckers were that he was staring up, like, squaring oh, off against terrible. here. But yeah, um, Riley here did great. I love the transition in the artwork, right? Like, the futuristic yeah. style that we're starting it off with, and then he goes back in time to the Silver Age, and we're seeing uh, Hank Pym square off with all these, you know, motherfuckers, whoever they are. I legitimately don't know. Yeah, and yeah, like everything from the narration to the presentation to the art itself to the dialogue, it all was just so spot on Silver Age, and I love that about this book. So that's what made it my number one. Also, I love these covers. I mean, I'm looking forward to kind of having a a complete set here with all the different Ant Men. Nice, nice. I also thought it was kind of fun, like having Eric O'Grady just be this 
obnoxious piece of shit. Like he, yeah. that's his whole character is he's an obnoxious piece of shit. But it was kind of cool seeing like young Eric here. He's my favorite Ant Man. Well, that's because you're an obnoxious piece of shit. That's right. <laughs> but either right. way, you know who invented him, right? I do not. Uh, well, what's his name? Kirkman. Oh, I did not know that. Well, we, it makes sense. Done it. Noxious piece of shit. Kirkman invented the noxious piece of shit. Only I, Rob Liefeld could one up that motherfucker. I can see it. But oh, and they also worked in Scott, like being just a, like exactly. Deus Ex Machina, basically in this yeah. story. But Deus Ex Machinas were in Silver Age stories, so I'm going to give him a pass on that. It, it worked as a. It was a fun way to bring in another Ant Man. So yeah. Yeah, it was a fun stylized book. I I didn't mind it at all. It just I don't know. It was just okay. But no, it was. It, the Riley work on there that, that you mentioned, all the design work and the panel layouts and moving everything along and the homage to the Silver Age is definitely all correct. So, uh, All right, that leaves us to Dave wrapping it up with his number one this week. My number one is Radiant Red number five. Okay. Just it, the, This was the final... I wasn't sure which one you were going to pick, so I put them all on one. <laughs> this was... This was... This was a great capstone to what has been a fun series. Nice. Uh, everything kind of gets tied up in a nice bow. Uh, Satomi kind of, I believe that's her name. Satomi yeah. kind of, she, she makes some very hard decisions with her and her boyfriend and what she does to one over um, the mastermind and some of the goons is pretty, pretty astounding, but there's just some very nice line art. And here where she and Schiff, which is the guy in green on Radiant Black right there, yeah. the, the foreground, yeah. they get into a fight and there's just this big old two-page splash where she is knocking the shit out of him. Yeah. They are fighting. It is it was great. And it kind of it kind of just wraps up a lot of loose ends of the story. Well, that's always nice. Was it, it, it was probably I was just really pleased how, with how it turned out, and that's the reason why it's my number one pick this week. Nice. Well, it was a rather light week. I mean, what are they calling this? The Radiant Universe? The, I don't know what the fuck. I'm not sure what the official name of it is, yeah. yet, but, but they're I mean, all it's, connected. It's really amazing that they've been able to pull something off like this at Image Comics, you know, in, in the modern age. It's really fucking amazing. And yeah, I like shit like that. Even if I'm not really enjoying the books so much, I like the idea that that those books exist. So, uh, awesome. Great show guys. Uh, thanks everybody for hanging out. Check out the bullies. They'll be on later on tonight doing their pop culture stuff, talking about movies and things like that. Uh, we're coming back tomorrow. Dave will be here for the preview show. We're going to talk about all of the new books coming out this week. Uh, and it's a much better week this week than, than it was last week. Uh, go to outrightgeeker.com for all of the different stuff we've got going on. There is links to everything we do, all of our social media, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, all that shit. Uh, Andy chimed in saying goodnight. Andy, as always, thanks for stopping by. Good night, Andy. Uh, night. The, if you go to the Outright Geekery uh, Facebook group, which uh, is linked at outrightgeekery.com, check it out. Andy is streaming and doing a lot of fun stuff over there. So, uh, yeah, again, thanks for hanging out, everybody. But most of all, thanks to these jokers for hanging out with this joker. Always, Always fun. We are oh, going to wow. do it again. <laughs> that was unplanned. Yeah, we said the same thing. It was. Oh, wow. Yeah. We're going to do it again next time. Same geek time, same geek channel. In the same wavelength there, Dave. Yeah, I can barely hear you guys. Uh,
You just don't pay attention to anything we say, do you? Hey, can we hit you?